I consider myself a, a man of God, a family man. Eh. I drive by Castellano to center field. <laughs> that's a home run. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm gonna put on this mic or this headset again. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like made it a weird thing about like I don't know if I'm gonna have this job again. You probably shouldn't. Oh, it's the mic is always on. It's it's a week before 2021, and we're still making jokes about Tom Brenneman, and he now has a job in the Puerto Rican league. <laughs> yeah. They don't care about that in Puerto Rico. We'll start that here. You know, on the Loud Sports Podcast, we bring you the news you want to hear. Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast. Yes, very relevant show talking <laughs> about Tom Brennan. It's it's put put his apology in puzzle pieces, and it'd be hard putting them in the right order. That's what was making me laugh there. Yeah, uh, I'm Paul Rubidoux here with Jake Williams. Brandon Plecker is out this week, but we got it all for you. It's so. fine. It's a classic uh, Jake and Paul mess around. Yeah, yeah, a it's good old. A good old back and forth like a ping pong table is what we got here. Yeah, I'm going to just say it now because you and I like to ramble. This will probably be our longest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will not let that happen. <laughs> yes, we'll do. Well, it's Recording the last, late as it is. Yeah, it's late enough. But look, look at the bright side. It is the last show of 2020. It is, yes. Tomorrow, when this goes up, tomorrow will be 2021. It will be the last time you do things for the year. I'm, I am... The most excited I've ever been. I'm going to take two twisted teas and smash them together and drink them like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought you were going to smash them across a homeless guy's face. A racist method. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, we're off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I told you. It's going to be the longest episode. Uh, we're not even two minutes in. <laughs> but to start, let's, let's keep it local here. Something Brandon would definitely have a few words to say about. The Iowa Hawkeyes bowl game has been canceled. The Music City Bowl against the Missouri Tigers because Missouri... Team players, auxiliary people, went home for Christmas, while yeah. the Iowa players did not. Yeah. Um, do, what? Uh, do you remember which player that was for Iowa that said that? The Keith Duncan tweet. Keith the Duncan. kicker. Yeah, yeah. The, it had an incredible tweet of who you is know, probably the sassiest kicker I've ever seen. He's got a lot of toot. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's the all-time points leader for the Hawkeye football team. He's a fifth-year senior. Dude's automatic. He's been there forever. Um, he is a fan favorite. And he said, "I, you think your 2020 holidays is bad? I haven't seen my family on Christmas in five years. And usually it's because I'm doing something I love. Right. If I could have had the option to be at home this year. I would have taken it. And so yeah. you didn't – he ended it by saying something like, if you wanted to be home for Christmas, you should have said so, so I could have been. Or if you didn't want to play the game, you should have told me so I could be home for Christmas. And it, it really puts it in perspective how just unfairly cheated these players are because they don't get Christmas at home and they don't get their bowl game. Yeah, and some of those guys, I mean, not every player is going to go into the Senior Bowl or have opportunities. Like Keith Duncan. This right. might be his last professional football, or, you know, professional is the wrong word, but his, his last high-level football game of his life. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it comes down to that where some of these guys, it's, it's a bowl game, and, yes, it's a chance to play more football, but it's also a chance to showcase their skills and – on a personal level, yeah, it's the fact that they don't get to be home and they they are committed to this game and they're committed to this sport. And, yeah, it's just unfortunate that another team can completely ruin that for you. And um, as a Husker fan, I know about t- – because the Huskers are a team that said we're not going to play a bowl game. Right. Our kids have been through enough 
with the pandemic. And if Nebraska were eight and zero, it'd be a different story. But this, you know, and, and it's a different story for Iowa. People they are a six and two team trying to get to seven and two. Right. People were trashing the teams that made that decision early, but now in the light of what we're seeing with these last minute cancellations, you gotta almost applaud what Nebraska and some other colleges did, yeah. saying it's just been hard on our guys, and and we gotta let them have the holiday. And it was a player decision. Right. They asked the players. The players said, "We want to go home." And yeah, yeah. and the. It, I would too with some of their offensive yeah. performances. And, and to take that away from, you know, these kids that are playing for Iowa or, you know, like, I don't know much. There's a couple other cancellations, but to take that away from them because of another team is, is, it's just unfortunate. And right. not only that, look at all the money that they lost on TV time. Right. You know, it's not just the game, it's the conferences, all the money they lose there. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. It is really sad. Um, and we're, you know, we're just going to see how many of these guys come back for their extra season next year. Did that, is that, I thought that was just winter was sports. It just for the last spring? I thought it was for the entire, like, 2020 calendar. You could be right. I'm not sure on that. I don't know. But, yeah, and we, you'll see. And, you know, this is another thing that frustrates me, too, is we're already, we've been devaluing bowl games for the last, since, 2014 when the playoff got instituted and, uh-huh. I, and i'm not saying that the playoff shouldn't exist but i'm just saying you're seeing more and more players opt out and you're seeing more and more uh you know teams that don't care because they're not in the the new year six so they're not in the playoff and covid's only made it worse because i really don't think missouri cared about this game and i think they, right. sh- they showed by going home right you're definitely right about that you know and it's too bad. But from there to a, a bowl game that's happening with a local team, the Fiesta Bowl. Fingers crossed. On oh, actually, no, they January said they were rescheduled those. So, yeah. yeah, right. On January 2nd, after the New Year's semifinals, we will have Iowa State and Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. And I love the duck hunting shirts that we're getting <laughs> from the Iowa State bootleg T-shirts. And one of my another favorite meme... Um, for Oregon is it's so nice of them to put the number of championships they have on their helmets. <laughs> or well, hey, y- you can only really make that joke if you got a chip, though. It's true. Well, I mean, the Husker fan of me makes that joke. Well, the Cyclone fan of me just doesn't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Harvey Dent. It's like split down the middle. You know, the the Cyclone. So now fan, I have my Cyclone hat on. The Cyclone fan of me understands their pain for um, getting shafted by Gene Chizik. Happened to me as well, <laughs> but all that was right. a good football game. Iowa State versus Oregon. What what do we see happening here? Well, it's such an odd matchup of like. They, to, they're they really, very, have they ever played football in the past forty years? I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they played each other, and um, it's interesting because they feel like similar teams, it, you know. And they definitely they. I mean, Oregon's different because Oregon's played for championships, but. This particular season, Oregon felt like a scrappy, nasty team because they're coming off a year where they only had to, they only played five games. I think this is their sixth game, if I remember correctly, because they had a game canceled. Got into a title game because the other team couldn't play. Right, they were a placement team. Right, so they I think they're going to be out to prove something in this game to say, hey. USC, you know, people mocked us when we played USC as the replacement team, and we beat them pretty, not handedly, we beat them by a touchdown, but they were dominating most of that game. 
And I see a very similar approach with Iowa State, you know, being in that Big Ten sh- or Big 12 championship game and going as far as they did, such a historic season. So I think they're very similar. I don't know enough, and this is the problem with West Coast teams, I don't know enough about Oregon offensively to to make a prediction there. But I, Well, they still have the reputation of, you know, two offensive systems ago. When you think Oregon, right. you think Chip Kelly, you know. Yeah. It, it, but it, Oregon also reminds me a lot of Oklahoma, where Oregon is doing it differently than they normally have, where you're right, people still have that flashy... Chip Kelly speed offense kind of mentality, but actually Oregon's been winning games with their defense. And in, in some in not every case, because the Oregon State game was wild. Yeah. That was a fun game to watch. But the when I've seen them perform really well, it's because they've been getting turnovers and they've not only been getting tur- they they're not just turning them in interceptions, they're pick sixes. They're making big plays. And I think that could be the deciding factor in this game is one team's because Iowa State has a really solid defense as well. Right. And I, I think that's really going to be the most interesting matchup is these two defenses. Because we'll see if there's a lot of points. I don't know. I, I hope Brees Hall has a great game. I am a little worried about Brock Purdy. Now, you're a Brock Purdy stan. Are you, are you worried coming in this game? Because when the, when the spotlight's been on, he hasn't been the best. Yeah, my prediction here is that this comes down to how much can you keep the ball in Brees Hall's hand and have the offense flow through Brees because... Take the air out of the ball. Right. In a championship game, two bowl games, those are three of Brock Purdy's four worst performances of his Iowa (laughs) State career. So he has not shown yet that he can do it under the lights, and that's that's why I don't want him to have to prove it. I want him to not have to be in that position so let's keep the ball on the ground let's run a lot of of stuff with the tight ends do i say two really dirty words do i say game manager is that what you want i i want a game manager yeah but we always viewed him as i mean you have a running back that's good enough to right exactly we viewed him as more dynamic than a game manager but maybe we need to are to adjust our expectation of what he can do in a big game I, i he i feel like and he himself has said this. I feel like he forces things too much, and he uh-huh. definitely you see it like and, Trubisky, right? I mean, he's still, <laughs> but I don't want to know if I should compare those two. But and this is the thing is like you see that he's a leader. This team believes in him. This team cares about him, and he's their guy. But yeah, there's just at some points in the clutch situation. Uh, I look at the Big Twelve championship game. You can't throw three interceptions and, and ex- against good football teams and expect to win. Right. You could pull that off against Case. You could pull that off against Baylor, like they did. But you can't do that against Oregon. So, I, needless to say, Fiesta Bowl is probably my favorite of the New Year's Six. If there's a fast way to do it, do you think you could power rank your New New Year's Six like your favorite bowls? Yeah. Well, that that kind of sucks because you you devalue the semifinals because we're not impressed in the, with the matchups. You know what no, I mean? I mean just in general, like the the bulk, like I love the Fiesta Bowl. I just I've all, I have fond memories of watching Fiesta. Yeah, Bowl I like games. I like the stadium. You know, um, I'd say Rose Bowl probably be up there too. For Rose me. Bowl, you know, the granddaddy, yeah. all that, the, the pageantry. pageantry. Oh god, <laughs> we're, we're the worst. Uh, yeah, but I I don't know. I do like the Fiesta. I like what you're saying. Orange as well. Oh, I love the Orange Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeyes have a lot of good I, memories. I just don't, I don't like the fact that the Cotton Bowl is in there. I never really liked the Cotton Bowl. I like Bowl. the Cotton Bowl because it's it's where the South gets into it. <laughs> there you go. I'm excited. Uh, you know, at least one team gets to play a bowl game. 
Sorry, Brandon. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, at one of our three teams. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm checking the score here. As we're recording, Florida is down 13-24 on Oklahoma after being uh, plus seven. So it looks Oklahoma, like the, the betters were on the on the right side here. Oklahoma scored 14 points like right out the gate. They had a touchdown drive and then a pick six. And it wasn't even three minutes into the game. It was 14 nothing. And you're going to get – I guarantee you – when this posts, there's already going to be because the game will be over. There will already be people being like, "Well, they didn't really want to be there." The SEC doesn't care unless they're in a semifinal. Oh, they, uh, whoever the loser is would say that. Right. I mean, come on. They Oklahoma said it about Georgia a couple years ago when they lost to Texas. They'll say it now right. when Florida loses. Speaking of Texas, if they lose, Texas is back. Did you no, see there? They're, they're not the thrashing of Colorado without Sam Ellinger. That was pretty impressive. They I played from a good amount of it. Yeah, it was uh, second half is when they. I, I am not surprised because this is what Tom Herman does. This is what they do. They dominate a bowl game. Gets everybody hyped up. They yeah. get overhyped. Yeah. They they're going to be in the preseason top twenty five. They might be preseason. Well, if okay, if Florida comes back and wins against Oklahoma, Ooh. Texas will be favored to win the Big Twelve next year. I thought they had. A, <laughs> hey, I thought they were. I thought it was between them, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. You know, coming into the season, I thought those three teams were going to be the team. It, this is, but this is what Tom Herman does. He gets you to believe in him. He gets you to think, oh man, maybe he's going to turn around. And he does. He, he's like a cult leader. Yeah, and then boom, he loses to you know Iowa State. He loses. He has to go to overtime to beat Texas Tech, who's not a very good football team. And it's like. No, they're not back. It's the same thing as saying, is Miami back? Miami got throttled by Oklahoma State, the, what, fifth best team in the Big 12? Fifth, yeah, or fourth. Fourth or fifth best team? <laughs> it's, I hate this stuff. I hate they're it back, so much. Though, and we're going to get a whole offseason of look at the recruits they have coming in. Look at, look at how their guys play there the was a, game. There was a stat. I think it was Pro Football Focus. They did a thing, or not, it wasn't, uh, 24-7 sports, where they did a talent index and they ranked teams on just the raw talent index. Uh-huh. Texas was 5th. Yeah, that does not fifth. that does not surprise me. No, it doesn't cuz it's coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Herman's not a good coach. I don't care what anybody tells you and yes, he can get Texas to bowl games, but they were talking about firing him this year. Yeah, a few more seasons like this and they might. We'll see. And you and I were talking about this cuz we watched part of the game together and you and I were talking Colorado this was only their 6th game. Right. So this is like a mid-October game for Colorado. Meanwhile, Texas has already played a whole season. I just don't know. Yeah. Question it's is, a big difference between your 11th and your 6th right. game. Here's the real question. Sam Ellinger, does he come back for a 6th year? Because he still has a 6th year of eligibility. I mean, it, that just goes hand-in-hand hand with Texas' is back. He's never going to leave. He's <laughs> never going to leave. He's the Perry Ellis. He's, <laughs> no, it's like, um, who's the court? Not Colt McCoy, but the other one that was a receiver. Better yet. That he doesn't leave. Jordan Shipley. Shipley. Jordan Shipley. He yeah. was there. For, he was there for ten. Years. He'll be a graduate assistant coach or something. Yeah, he was he's not quality gonna, control he, offensive that was assistant. His, yeah, that was his last football game with the team. But he's still gonna. Yeah, he'll be on the staff. Yeah, like McConaughey. Yeah, <laughs> it just hangs out. Hey, get up. All right, let's let's talk about the semifinals here. Let's let's see. First off, Alabama Notre Dame. It's a twenty point spread. Jesus. What do we think here, Jake? I mean, I feel like in my brain, it's someone who doesn't really bet, <laughs> but who's scared of gambling and scared of losing money. In my mind, I'm like, I can't, I don't know if I can take that money. 
if I could take that line from Alabama. But then I remind myself, Jake, you were the only one on this show way back in uh, November, early November after the Irish beat the Clemson Tigers. And I said, guys, their bottom's going to fall out on Notre Dame. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're like, oh, but they beat the best team in the country. And I'm like, they didn't have three defensive starters. They didn't have their quarterback. And look what happened. Just looking for something new. I'm just looking for a new narrative, dude. 24-point loss to Clemson in the ACC title game. I really think you should take the money on Alabama here because Alabama has three of the top five Heisman candidates. Mac Jones, uh, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. Najee Harris, which they did something weird this year. Yeah. Where they did the top 10 it vote was, getters. It was weird because it wasn't. right in, ahead of uh, Brees Hall. It wasn't in person, and it was, it was really weird. Yeah, anyway. But you look at this offense, who has historically been dominant from Alabama. Alabama is housing fools. Right. <laughs> like, it is ridiculous. And I... I I got to take Alabama easily there. Twenty, I think twenty points with the spread. Yeah, take them spread. I, you can I argue. Would, I think I would take them. I think I would take them with two touchdowns. I think I'd take them if it was twelve or thirteen and a half or fourteen and a half. I would probably take them, but twenty. Yeah, do, much. Well, do you think that Al- Notre Dame has any chance? In this no, because I don't think. No, I it don't. It doesn't matter who Alabama is going to play. They're going to. They're going to just truck through them. It doesn't matter. And and that's you know where we you'd make the argument of the playoff expanding because it seems to happen a lot. These semifinal games are not good. The last few years they've been blow. Clemson did it to <laughs> Notre Ohio State and Notre Dame separate years. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. And I I hate to say it, we're probably gonna get Clemson Alabama part four. But isn't that okay? Or part if, five at this point. If they're the two best teams, isn't that okay? <sighs> I mean, because they are the two best teams. They're the two teams that should play each other for a championship. Let me. But do you like either of these teams? Do you like watching these teams be successful? Because you, you and I are both big Dabo haters. I've come around on Saban. Saban's kind of he's been funny lately, and he's been winning me over. But still, he's a big D's nuts guy. <laughs> Saban, Saban, uh, kind of won me over in the off season. But anyway, I don't like either of these coaches. I don't like either of these teams. And why are we letting you know? And I'm okay with it because why they, are we letting college football live in the South? Why can't it be a national sport? Because it's because it's not. It's, it's a Southern sport, and it's because it's where the recruits want to go. It just it's means what, more. It's just you know, and it's just that's just the way it is. Because do you not want the two teams that are obviously the best two teams to play for a championship? Because that's the other side of this is we should have the teams that we know are the, there is a tier of and, two. It's. And, and that it's they should Clemson play. And, Alabama. and until you think Clemson and Alabama right now are clear cut, the top two. Until somebody knocks them out, like LSU last year, right. I was good with LSU Clemson because those were the two best teams. And in most years, it is Alabama Clemson. And I'm okay with this until somebody shows me consistently that they don't deserve the just the understanding that they are in the Final Four conversation sure. from the first kickoff. Sure, and I and I get that, but and it goes back to the. It, the, the system that we have is I know you guys don't agree with my pr- approach to this, but this is up there with major league baseball and the most unfair sport. It is literally the same, at least three because Ohio state's been pretty, you know, 
consistently, and they're not every year. But, but again, you say it's at very least two teams every year. It's Alabama, Clemson, every single year for the last five years. But would it be more unfair to keep them out, knowing they're one of the top two or three talent and coaching teams? But here's the. And that's the, you say fair is the and that's the frustrating point. fair is not a word that is used <laughs> in sports and that's the the frust, frustrating thing it's because that's a lie we tell ourselves it's, it's sports it's a, it's a it's a meritocracy the best players play blah, blah, blah. no they don't the best players go to two universities and then you're lucky to get, or three or four or five and then you're lucky right. to get it. and that and that's all college sports that's not just football it's all college sports I understand that and that's what's frustrating with you with this discussion because you're not wrong. It's not like Alabama and Clemson shouldn't be in the championship because they are the two best teams. It's just frustrating as a fan of the sport to sit there and be like, we're getting we're getting Clemson Alabama five, most likely. But otherwise you would have to do something like pro sports do where you rotate who gets the worst incoming people and have some sort of lottery or draft because otherwise yeah. you know it's they're gonna recruit you just, who they want. You you're thinking of it the wrong way because but, I never hear you complain about baseball without a salary cap. Every, everybody that the that the A's groom for six years then go to the Yankees because well, the Yankees have the money and the know how to win a championship. Mm. Well, here's the thing I'm noticing too, is there is I do see a paradigm shift in the sport because of the transfer portal. I think the institution of the transfer portal and Justin Fields, great example, was at Georgia, goes to Ohio State, and performs there, gets him to a, a playoffs the two times that he started, and or the two years that he started. So I think that's kind of helping with that, and I think that's going to change things, but. I don't know, man. Are you? Are, and I'm gonna watch it not just because of this show, but because I love college football and I and I want to watch the sport. But yeah, because it's awesome. I know, but uh, I don't. And here's the worst: I don't think anybody's gonna beat Alabama. I said that a couple years ago when Clemson trucked them. So I don't know. But. I agree. I think Alabama is going to win their semifinal game and win the national championship over Clemson. I think it's gonna be Ohio State and Alabama. I think Ohio State's gonna upset Clemson. Really? And I only think they're going to do it. And I could see why people would say Clemson because Ohio State's secondary has been suspect. Fields hasn't been playing or did not play well against Northwestern. But I think that Dabo Sweeney has given them too much bulletin board material. He's consistently nudging them because they haven't beat them um, in the last – or in the five times they played them or four times they've played them, they have not beat them. Mm-hmm. And – I think that the, there's a little bit of um, frustration from Bucky, and I think that <laughs> I think Justin Fields is a guy that wants to outperform Trevor Lawrence because their their stories are so similar. Um, and they went to school; they were like 40 miles apart from each other when they went to high school, and they're always competing against each other in camps. So it's, I think that's an interesting story, and I think that Fields. Tries to shut out the doubters. I think I, 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 I'm going to take Ohio State. I think Alabama, Ohio State. I think it doesn't matter who plays Alabama. Alabama's winning. <laughs> okay, well. As much as I hate to say that Saban's going to get another title. We'll talk about it next week, no matter what happens. It. You're not buying Ohio State? No, I think it's, it's Clemson. It's secondary, I think, is what's yep. scary and new. So back to Haw- some Hawkeye local talk. Uh, Iowa was upset by Minnesota in overtime, 102, 102.95. And this is something that I've talked about before with Brandon is that Iowa can score minimum 90 points a game, but what happens when the other team 
matches them, and they're at 90 to 90 with 60 seconds to go. Then Iowa has serious problems, and we saw that because they are better than this Minnesota team. Yeah. But when you don't boat rate, when Iowa doesn't just offensively manhandle you from the first tip, they have struggles down the end. Um, and we saw that with, yeah, they were down for most of the time against Gonzaga, but they were tr- desperately trying to get a foothold at the end and just couldn't do it. And and I was just going to say that, yeah, I agree with you on the 90 points because Gonzaga and this are great examples. Right. Of that. And, but otherwise, then you see they're and then Iowa bounces back. They beat Northwestern by 15. Yeah. And uh, Bohannon just beat Michigan State. Right. And, Bohannon know. has a great game. He was in a slump and had over 20 points. So and they just rose from number three to number two. In the national ranking, I think the Big Ten has nine teams in the top twenty. Are they or they were going into the Northwestern game? I can't remember, but yeah, the Big Ten deep. I, I've said it before, but good God, the depth of that conference is insane. Yeah, Rutgers just had a good win over. Oh, um, and Northwestern seems like they've came out of nowhere and, and done this. Like it's it's yeah and um, yeah. Show Rutgers me show me in games. March Northwestern. Nebraska's winning games, not. Impressively, but they're winning. Not some tonight. Games. No, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Getting smashed by Ohio State. By the way, did you and I lose K State? Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. Oh man, that would have been one to know. You should have, because we were talking. You know what? All whatever. Right. I'll just Google it myself. What well, do, from what there, do you have against the state of Nebraska? Uh, I I don't. I would love it if <laughs> UNO beat Kansas That'd State. That would be hilarious. Yeah, because Kansas State lost to uh, D two. Was it Fort? Oh God, <laughs> Fort yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I can't remember either, yeah. but I know it was bad. It's, like, it's, a, it's a college that sounds like an Indian Wars fort name. <laughs> it sounds like a made-up school. And I was like, oh, it's, that's somewhere in it's Kansas. It's like those FCS made-up schools in NCAA football where you <laughs> play them. It's like FCS East. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from there, well, NBA talk a little bit here. The Harden saga continues. We're going to get this. Oh I think gosh. it's going to go up until the trade deadline, and then he will be moved at the trade deadline. More annoying player, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Um, Kyrie, because it is thing. Well, I'm a Celtics fan. I was but, say you're biased. Yeah, there. but his things are more outlandish and more like to be woke or to get your attention. Whereas Harden, it really does just seems like he's a disgruntled, disgruntled guy that just wants to ball and do what he wants. Whereas Kyrie's saying the world is flat, spraying sage and, and <laughs> arguing with KD yeah. on a podcast on how many post-ups he gets per game. Yeah. That happened. And also, pro athletes, don't go to strip clubs. Because they're going to take pictures of oh, you. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> they're going to see you. They're going to know who you are. In the, non, in the, in the lesser of two stripper <laughs> items this week. Yeah, Harden we have James Harden is bad as is in second place. Yeah. Uh, in other NBA news, the Bucks set a three-point record versus Brandon's Heat, hitting 29 three-pointers—a record that had been set by Harden's Rockets a year ago. 29 of 51. But the red flag here: Giannis Adetokounmpo, nine points, 0 of two from deep. I love that the narrative is is like how can this be happening after he signs the supermax and there's like that's the that's the well this is the honeymoon phase of the supermax because they have the players that they traded all the picks for that they that have to over put around they're, him. They, they're still kind of avoiding that Chris Middleton's contract is not great yeah. and Drew Holiday's contract is not great <laughs> and it's and they're just they're getting they're getting fined for tampering 
with the Bogdan yeah. situation. And so right now, though, they have the players, you know. Right. It's 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 two years from now when they haven't been able to get somebody young, cheap, from a late first-round draft pick in the building. And they're starting to really feel do a you, lack of bench depth. This year's this year's going to be great. Yeah. The Bucks are going to be great this year. Yeah, but do you think the pressure of, uh, you know, every all the talk of, of the – off season in this of uh, the with what is he going to sign isn't he going to sign what's the whole deal with right. Superman you know all these things I think that could be getting to him and I mean he's always made, been a very I'm committed to Milwaukee he's always said all yeah, the right and I, things and I don't think he's going anywhere I think he's going to stay there but I I think this might I don't know be getting in his head maybe the fact that he's I mean he's one of the faces of the league right but it also depends on the suitors you know the NBA is is a rumor driven league. Right. That's our off season segment about it. Is like NBA rumor of the week. Oh, NBA Twitter's wild. It, man. It's the best part of sports <laughs> Twitter. It's amazing. And but so here is here is what I mean by that. Would we be hearing all of the the side talk about if Giannis signs or not? If if the Heat didn't the Heat always go after big guys. If the Heat didn't have the availability via cap contracts and picks to get Giannis, which they do. And if Harden wasn't didn't have a Giannis size contract saying I want out, and the Knicks have cap space coming up, and the Nets just move stars, there's a lot of movement in the league that leads to conversations like this. Mm-hmm. So if things are settled, you know, if Harden is moved, if if Harden gets moved this year, and everybody seems happy with who they have, and uh, the Bucks lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, you won't hear any talk. And it'll just be, they're going to reload, they're going to come yeah. back for next year. The talk will come if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals again. Yeah, that's... Then it's going to be, what are they going to do in the future? Yeah. How can they upgrade because they've already mortgaged the future? And that's what I was thinking, too, of that that fact of where was Giannis, you know, in, in the playoffs? Where was he there? You know, and I think that... He was in the Bam-mobile. <laughs> is where he was in the second round. And I think that's kind of carried over. I just, that's, I might keep that one. <laughs> But I, I think that has the re- Bam machine. The Bam. I'm gonna work on the it. Bam mobile. We're Bam gonna machine. find. We we're going to find a term for when Bam at a Bayou locks you down. I like. I like the Bam mobile. <laughs> uh, Ma- Miami Bam Bam. By that. I was gonna say Miami Bam Bambi, but it doesn't work. Miami Bice. No. <laughs> I'm trying. Miami Bice. <laughs> now we're reaching. Yeah, and um, it doesn't come organically I, when I, you reach. Yeah, and I think it's a hangover <laughs> from the postseason. I, I think it that's is. something that's gotten in his head where it's like everybody talked about that, how I didn't show up. I wasn't where was I, you well, know. It's been the progression we were favorites of the off season of the corona extended off season and Midseason break talk where how it, fast it went from does he have a guy that can play with him is Chris Middleton good enough and then it went to is Giannis maybe the best number two option and he needs somebody who's a go getter should Milwaukee keep him or should they move on right. like where and, should he go you know yeah things. and so now we're at put up or shut up time for the Bucks we're gonna see what they do but this year they're like we saw they set a record they're gonna do great this year because oh, they yeah. have and the pieces they'll, and they'll make it you're totally right they'll make a deep playoff run mm-hmm. and I and I do agree with you if, if they lose, especially like they did last summer. 
Ugh. We'll see. The know. Heat still, I mean, they dominated the Heat in this game, but in a seven-game series right now, I would probably like the Heat over the Bucks again because they have the experience. All of their young guys and, have and the I, confidence. I think the physicality of, of the Heat as well. Right. Is, Plays to their strength against anybody bullied, in the East. They bullied them in the playoffs. I don't see who could out-bully the Heat right now because the Nets are, are, are on... Everybody has glass ankles on the Nets. The <laughs> Celtics... The, could, could can be pushed around because they're small, and they already did it to Milwaukee. So the path for the Heat to the finals is is easier than people think. Oh, Again, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see that as the year goes on. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm we had a lot of Nets, we had a lot of NBA Christmas Day. Let's jump to NFL Christmas Day though. Red and green cleats. We had Amanda. a we had a Christmas record set. It almost didn't happen. Oh yeah. Alvin Kamara scores five touchdowns, and the Saints are dominating. And then in the greatest slash horriblest, most ballsy but obvious play call of all time, Sean Payton lets Taysom Hill fake it to Kamara and scamper for the easy bucket, you took or one easy away. score. You took and, one away. And everybody was so – Taysom Hill apologized to Kamara on the sideline. <laughs> and and then he got in for his sixth. He got to dance, put up the six fingers, tied a record from 1929 for six rushing Which, touchdowns. by the way – Should we count that? No. <laughs> That's what I think, too. It's like, that is a totally di- – you can't even find footage of that performance. It's from 1929. Yeah. It, it's like, come on, they're not even the same. The problem is with the NFL – most things they say pre-merger stats, but the problem with the merger is it was year three of the Super Bowl era. So you got to count some of the merger stuff. Well, was it? Because it was the Jets' first year in a Super Bowl. Yeah, they were in it Super, was the they a- were Super Bowl three. It was, it was the NFL versus AFL championship, and then it became the Super Bowl. So yeah, because I think the Packers the, won three the merger, in a row, technically. The two. Well, I thought they, they won, won the first won two before. Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, but that was yeah. that was a championship, you yeah. know. Oh, just the NFL, championship. right? Gotcha. Right, and then yeah. So if we go back to let's let's just say things started year one of the Super Bowl. We're in we're in year fifty three of NFL stats <laughs> that are acceptable. So this 87, 89 I mean, year old. Yeah, come on. Almost a hundred years ago, we're really gonna compare the two. Yeah, 91, 91 year old probably record. wasn't even uh, was uh, Ernie Nevers or something. Yeah, probably never wore a helmet. What, just a leather I'm head. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that his um, his pants, his jersey pants had suspenders. Well, here's the here's another <laughs> that's a good here's a, here's another fun stat. He also kicked extra points. So. <laughs> Ernie Nevers will never have that taken away from him because he will have the most points scored ever in a football game Which because be he scored the stat. touchdown and the extra point. We should not be counting that stuff. No, we couldn't, shouldn't be counting six touchdowns. Yeah, if you played before Jim Thorpe, we're not going to count <laughs> Exactly. Because, I mean, good God, man, the game has changed so much in the last decade. Right. Just imagine the last 80-plus years. Well, you watch... You watch footage of just before it, it's it's from the '90s, but it was before they went to the smaller pads, and, yeah. and you, it just looks like the '70s in color. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I saw a random post by uh, Tim Brown on Instagram, and he had a picture from his playing days, and yeah, the shoulder pads were like twice his size. Yeah, and he's a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 1929. Uh, I mean, I hate the Saints, but I like Camara. I love, I love the green and red cleats. Did Brandon's you hear him been calling for it all year? Did you hear him challenging the uh, the NFL? No, because somebody's like, they might. They're like, well, they could find you for wearing those Christmas cleats. And he goes, 
yeah, and then I'll double it and give that money to charity because there's someone always trying to be a Grinch. And I was like, respect, Kamara. Wow, yeah, call the NFL on it. Yeah, I, love I was like, that. yeah, bitch about me wearing cleats. Red agreed, cleats. The Vikings scored 33 points, but it never felt close. They, in, the over got smashed. Well, they got a couple. Game. Didn't they get like a? Uh, they I know they got at least. Did they get two pick sixes? It was within. It was within a touchdown once, I think. During the yeah, game. they had a pick six that got close, but yeah. Another not close game. <laughs> Buccaneers playoffs, baby. Let Let's talk about you, Bucks. Thirteen long years without a playoff appearance, and. We'll talk about Cleveland later. You're going that record over. Well, I mean, we'll talk about Cleveland, but Cleveland might have the sole uh, ownership of longest playoff drought. But um, it was something to behold. A shellacking? Yeah, the last four quarters, kind of the second half of the Falcons and then the first half, because he didn't play the second half of that uh, Lions game. He had Brady had over 600 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. And against I, the Falcons and the Lions. True. It's well, that's why I, that's another thing I pointed out. After they lost to the Chiefs, I said their next four games are very winnable games. It's the Falcons twice, Lions, Vikings. False sense of security here. <laughs> but, I mean, 34 points in one half. And I understand that Detroit had, like, no coaches, pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, they were depleted. That's after firing their head coach. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that team was already depleted before the COVID issues. Uh-huh. Um, but I watched – I literally stopped watching. Like, at halftime, I'm like, I really don't need to watch this anymore. Uh, Blaine Gabbert got a couple teddies, too. Did you hey. see that? Um, but I think that the NFC has to look at this. Now, I get – and it's the same thing I'll say about the Bears getting into the playoffs or getting the playoff hunt against the last four opponents. I'm like, none of them have a winning record. I understand that. But Brady is looking like Brady looked in New England. He's finally looking like how he used to. And that is the perfect time for him to start doing that going into the playoffs. Because he's going to have to be perfect because if the if the Buccaneers have any hope of making it at Super Bowl 55, hosting that Super Bowl, they have to win three road games against whoever's going to win the NFC East. Which, again, that's a gift that they were given, that they're going to play the NFC East winner. Yeah. But... Also be scared because it says a lot about that <laughs> that team, if it's the Cowboys especially. But then they're probably going to have to win on the road against against the against the Saints who the Saints or the Packers the Saints who have owned them for two games two straight games who've owned them for the last decade or the Seahawks or Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau cold Brady's used to that warm weather now <laughs> kind of aspect. So they're gonna, he, wasn't he quoted saying he'll never move back up? You there? won't catch me dead. Yeah, yeah and oh, it, like man. he's he's staying in Florida the rest of his life. He's committing to the old white guy gimmick. But uh, I, I think they're peaking at the right time. And big shout out to to Gronk and Mike Evans. They're on my fantasy team, and I am in the championship game thanks to them. <laughs> they finally showed up for me. I don't. I feel bad for the Lions. I kind of do because it's like, should we really have made them play this game? And then there's also the Brady haters out there, which, by the way, how did Patriots fans deal with this for 20 years of all this Tom Brady hatred I, I'm, I'm getting thrown my way? <laughs> oh, Brady's easiest past the playoffs playing the depleted line. Well, shut up. It's not my fault Matt Patricia sucks. Wow. Go Bucks. Can't wait. Probably going to be playing Washington. Could be playing the Cowboys. Could be playing the Giants. We'll find out week 17. 
Uh, also, Bruce Arians said he will not bench his starters. They will treat it as a regular. It was a, as if it was a do or die game. So maybe they will get to my prediction of eleven and five. So I'm excited. Thirteen long years, Paul. I've lived through Greg Schiano. I lived through a fifty-six to nothing de- de- demolition by the Falcons on Thursday Night Football. I've lived through a lot of crap. You didn't for even have to years. live through the cream sickles. No, but you know what? I lived through four years of Jameis. <laughs> oh man, that would have been rough. Hey, let's let's <laughs> what's it like to not have Aaron Rodgers? Let's right? let's talk for a second about the game nobody did talk about. 49ers over the Cardinals in the game we forgot. The NFC West, man. 20 to 12 and they the just Cardinals beat themselves up. The Cardinals basically took themselves out of playoff contention, reigniting the Bears' chances after this game. If they win, I think they're back in. Right? Or they they need a win and maybe a Bears loss. I don't As far as I know, is Aaron Rodgers starting against the Bears? Yes. Yes, because the Packers have to win to clinch. The, that, but they have the tiebreaker over, they do, s- over the Saints. But if Saints win and Seahawks win and Packers lose, there's some mumbo jumbo going on. I okay, hate so it. they are playing to win. So the they Packers can, are playing to win. God, correct. as a Packers fan, can you just revel? We'll get to that. In oh, a I second. love, I we'll, love playing the Bears. We'll get to that. We're, we're talking about the Cardinals. The Cardinals <laughs> are a team that, based on what I've seen, and I hyped them up after they beat the Bills, and I still think they're a very talented team, but they're just still one year away. You know what I mean? Next year, I think is when they're going to make a playoff run. I think next year uh, is when it really finally completely comes together because. Just the fact that Cliff Kingsbury, a guy who, again, I want to reiterate, failed at his alma mater and got a job in the NFL, is showing that it maybe wasn't his fault. Dude, he's just failing upwards, which is it's the American dream. You know what it tells me? It tells me he didn't want to recruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, clearly he's, a, he's, a, he's winning in the NFL. He's doing it with Kyler and, and uh, D-Hop. But I, 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 I'm rooting for these guys, but I, I just think they're a year off. I think next year will be the year. And I... And I really don't know if I see them back in the playoffs unless the Packers show up and say, you know what, let's be petty and just ruin the Bears season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and Aaron Rodgers loves, loves pooping on the Bears. And you're playing for a bye, so you're actually playing for something. But uh, Bethard finally got a win. I love that. You know, it's good to see Poor the guy. guy that they've been using as their punching bag whenever they run out of quarterbacks and have no offensive line for who, like four yeah. years now. Who I'm amazed that he can walk. At this point, with all the punishment he's taken over the years, but all right. but he, you know, he got a win, which we always are happy to see. I, Another game I was happy to see: Dolphins Raiders was hot stuff. So here's the problem I'm running into, because I could just give you my you hate to see it for this, but before I do that, talk about it. Go ahead, Fitz Magic. The no, the best no look pass we've ever seen. The man is getting his head ripped off. Pat Mahomes weighed in on it. He, he yeah, Pat Mahomes even crowned it. Yeah. Cuz yeah, the way that Fitzpatrick is getting hit, you've seen it. The way that guy was pulling down his head, like pulling his face back, almost ripping his head off it looked like just says screw it, somebody's down there somewhere. I mean, at the very least getting a 15 yard magic. I mean, at the very least getting a 15 yard penalty, so why not? Yeah. But yeah, Fitz magic free play. <laughs> but my question is what is what what's going on? Tua starts the game, but in the most important situation, they put in Fitzpatrick. What what are they doing? I Why are it, they trying to do this two-quarterback system? I heard of? a good point on this. I think it was LeVar Arrington on Fox Sports Radio that said, 
you know, most of the greatest quarterbacks of all time sat to start. And so you can be right with both of these statements. Tua has much better potential and higher ceiling, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is the better quarterback right now for this team in the playoffs. Because he's been doing it. Exactly. You don't need a growing pains game in January. If you're saying, hey, we have a chance to make a special run, you want the guy that you know is consistent, cool in the pocket, has been there before. I get that, but what about Tua's confidence? I think it comes down to he has to understand be a team you, are the, you are the future. Do not doubt you are the future. But we are on this, the, guy's, this guy's 36, dude. But we haven't been to the playoffs for a while. Yes. Yeah, and this is, this is us trying to get sit back. Sit back, up. take a front row seat, listen to everything that we say with, to Ryan. And Ryan is playing. And you will be playing we'll, in, in a year or two. But why not put him in that situation and see him do it on the field? Because if he doesn't... If he loses, he loses. I mean... Yeah, but why? But I, I think that it, Fitzpatrick it, it, it's week a slippery to week slope because, yeah, gives I, him a better chance I to get, win. I get that because sometimes when you put a young guy in there too, too early... I mean, I think Baker's career would be a little bit different if he wasn't thrust into the situation he was with Cleveland. And had a better coaching staff while if he Actually sat to start. Actually had an adult yeah. like he does now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miami wins on a 44-yard last-second field goal. I'll get to my opinion on the Raiders and how they manage this game later in the show. But from a benched rookie quarterback to a record-setting rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert takes the record from Baker, who took it from Peyton, with 28 passing touchdowns. Chargers beat the Broncos 19-16. Bold prediction. Trevor Lawrence tops it next year. Um, that is bold because Jacksonville has no receivers. Justin Fields tops because <laughs> he'll he'll go to the Jets. No, here's what's gonna happen: the Jets are going to say everything that you've been saying on the red flags of Justin Fields of why maybe he might be a little hyped. Yeah, I don't know if he's a number two pick. Lance Trey Lance from North Dakota State. <sighs> oh, I thought you were gonna go with uh, stays in green. The BYU quarterback goes to the Jets. Interesting. Interesting decision. But, uh, you know, you and I are big. This is the Justin Herbert fan This club. is the most pro-Justin Herbert podcast that's recorded in Iowa This weekly. is a, yeah, Justin <laughs> Herbert stan podcast for sure. Yeah. and This uh, is the most pro-East of the Rockies I can't Justin t- Herbert I, podcast. It's like we have a crush on him. It's weird. It's a weird of our obsession. Even with the with short it. hair. It looks good. <laughs> no, no. <buddy. laughs> no, nah, no, you lost me. You look like a 12-year-old. No, I don't know what it is, but this he's it's just something about him that you you can see a star and um now he just needs a coach. Yeah. I, and uh, I talked about it with the Cardinals. They're a year away. I think the Chargers are another team. They get the right guy in there as a head coach. We've they're been, a year away. We've been saying about the Chargers for 6 years. They're I one have piece it. away. I uh, I haven't. You and Brandon have. I have. I have not. I have. I have not been on that they train. They traded Desmond King. Keenan Allen's getting older. The defense just cannot stay healthy. Well, they have a good draft pick. I don't know their order, but they have a pretty decent pick. And yeah, I mean, this isn't a very deep draft class at the receiver position, but I'm sure they can find. Somebody. Eckler plays fine. Help the line. That's what I'm saying. Help mm. the line. Yeah, that's what you got to get do. a better. Yeah, you got to protect your your franchise quarterback because he will be a franchise quarterback. All right, the Jets 23-16 over the Browns. Jets have won two straight in the classic example of guys playing <laughs> harder. The guys playing harder than their franchise wants them to for film to show people next year to sign them. 
That's what's going on. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it always happened. I remember when. You think Darnold played out of his mind because he's like, I'm not going to be here. I remember year. when the Dolphins were 0 and 15, won their final game of the regular season to not be the first 0 and 16 team, and they beat a very good Ravens squad that year. And I think part of it is because these guys play really, really hard because they're like, I don't have a contract for next year, and I'm on a crappy team. I got to get some good film out there, and right. you actually see an uptick in play from veterans across the field. I just. It says so much about the incompetence of the New York Jets when they can't even tank. <laughs> it's like it's, Miami last year. They because could, Woody's over. Tank. It's Woody's overseas, dude. He's got to get back over here. Getting charged of this thing. When he was in charge, they had Rex Ryan drafted Mark Sanchez. Made it back-to-back I think, AFC I championships. I think Roger Goodell needs to investigate. There might be some tampering. <laughs> I think there was a dirty deal between uh, you know the cons and. Uh, Shad Khan, yeah, Shad Khan and the Jets owner. You just said his name, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson, the, the most, the most penile name, <laughs> <laughs> the most phallic, very name underhanded deal. All time. I'm just saying some tampering there, because why else? And you maybe, I think you're mostly, you might be on the right track here with the players trying to get film. But I also think there might be some sort of deal going on. Well, we're seeing the same thing in other places, you know, like Carolina or Atlanta. Bad teams playing good at the end of the year, yeah. and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, the Falcons almost beat the best team in the league. Oh. One of the best teams. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the Chiefs, I don't know what to make of them. We'll get to that. But, yeah, the Jets, two in a row, and against nine-win teams. Mm-hmm. And they could, and if, if Baker and the Browns don't figure it out in some way with no receivers, they're not going to make the playoffs. They would have eliminated the Cleveland Browns. And imagine that, Cleveland. Imagine how much you'd feel when you wake up on Monday morning, week 17, after you lose. I'm not saying you will, but if you do, you wake up and you're just like, huh, wish we would have beat the 1-13 Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a long offseason of thinking about the Jets game if the Browns don't make if the playoffs. If the Lions would have beaten the Buccaneers, I would have broken something. <laughs> That happens to me once a year, you know. It seems like the yeah. Lions. Not this year, though. All right, Ravens over the Giants, 27-13. J.K. Dobbins sets a Ravens rookie record. Rushing touchdown in five straight games. Ravens look to be back to their their form from last year. Yeah. Um, we we were at, we were done with them. We were like, they're, they're, they're not a good team. They can't win. And then lo and behold. We're fading them. They, they go undefeated in the month of December. And uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, it says a lot about, um, to me, Lamar's leadership. And while we never, not, you know, not a lot of people give him credit for being, you know, this quarter uh, quarterback. You know, everybody makes the joke about the running back stuff. But it says a lot about him as a player and how this team responded to him and how they believe in him and he's their leader. Because, right. I mean... Look at look at the Browns game. If there's ever an encapsulation uh, of how big he means and how important he is to this team, when he comes back, whether he's pooping or not, he comes he back. Wasn't. <laughs> he had the same air quotes cramps. He had the same little cleaning run on the way out of the out of the room. Regardless, he why would he still be <laughs> why would he still be poop walking after he pooped? Regardless, he comes on the field, throws a touchdown pass on fourth down. They win the game. Yeah, like he leads the team down the field, kicks the field. You know, it's it's an impressive. And as of right now, they're in. Um, they still have to win this weekend. But as of right now, they're in. Two teams that are definitely not Bengals over the Texans in a game of you know, a bad team playing good at the end of the year again. 
Bengals. Yeah, what is up with the Bengals the last two weeks? First back-to-back win since September of 2018. Two and a half years. And they don't even have their franchise quarterback. Right. That's a, that's a, uh. Yeah, and there's absolutely nothing else to say about this game besides the J.J. Watt speech. That was great. Yeah. I loved it. It was, it was great. It's really good to hear that from a pro athlete. To, yeah. You know, to that, the, that the, acknowledgement. You could tell he cares the, about Houston. The genuine he, care. Yeah, and he cares about the people that watch him and buy his jersey. Right. And Bears over the Jaguars, dominating fashion, 41-17. Chicago, four straight games with 30-plus points. The Bears are back. This is an anti-Bears podcast. David Montgomery. This is a pro-David Montgomery podcast. True. True. Yeah, Brandon's gone. So, but I am not impressed. Thirty points, thirty plus points. No, you should not be. I'm impressed. not. No, they're la- not, the, not those be. this winning streak they've been on again against losing teams. Be impressed if they are within seven points of the Packers. Yeah, within seven. We found out that the Vikings had spurts, but they aren't a good team. The ja- they're the Jag dude. The Jaguars literally had fans in the stands. Like booing when Jaguars did things good because or did things they well. They cheered because, when the Bears scored. Right, because they're like, we want that pick. Yep. So I'm not impressed that they put up 41 points on the Jaguars. I'm not impressed by that. And that's what I, you know, everybody's like, are the Bears going to be dangerous going in the playoffs? No, they don't seem dangerous to me because they're going to be the seventh seed, right? So they're, they're going to play the Saints. The yeah. Aints. The Aints are going to be just fine against the Bears. The Bears. Although George Kittle really likes him. Did you see that? Yeah. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah, you helped out the Bears. Oh, great. I love the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Chiefs uh, over the Falcons, 17-14 in the closest game this year for Kansas City. Less least amount of points they scored. They clinched a first-round bye with the win. And if I remember correctly, this is the least amount of points they've scored with Mahomes as their quarterback. Young Way Koo. misses a field goal <sighs> to tie in the final minute. Didn't the jinx? Did, I could I. Think he got jinxed in the broadcast. Yep, it was. You know, he has been the second most accurate kicker this year behind Justin Tucker, and they both have shocking misses. Stop, stop mentioning. I know it's your job. You got to bring you know narratives and storylines to the game. You have to get the stats, get people intrigued. But stop bringing it up because you're making really good kickers miss kicks, man. First Justin Tucker, now Koo. It's like who's next? Come on. Greg the leg. Greg th- yeah, maybe. Maybe. Dan Bailey. No, he's not even that good. <laughs> Dan Bailey. He gave no, he gave me a win. Dan Bailey will get jinxed when they say he's missed four in a row and then he makes one. <laughs> I was thinking in the back of my mind of that Bucks game. I was like, he's going to make a game-winning kick just to spite me. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers uh, over the Colts in a comeback win. Real quick, though. Yeah. We forgot to touch on this. Are you worried about the Chiefs? No. I am. They played at the level of their opponent. I am. They come out with the win. The Bills are closing the gap, I think. I think the Bills are the scariest team in the AFC right now. The Bills this year, I don't think, are as dominant as the 49ers last year. Uh, I don't know. Have you been watching the same Bills I've been watching? They looked real impressive the last few weeks. they have. Steelers over the Colts, 28-24. Colts were up 21-7. I think it's 24-7. 24-7, and were just humbled. But Steelers couldn't lose another one. It's almost like this is what happens when you make Phillip Rivers your quarterback. <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine being a 10-win team, possibly an 11-win team, and you miss the playoffs because you let a team who had lost three games in a row, who 
Big Ben had thrown an interception at least once in the last five games. This offense was anemic, and you let them score three touchdowns unanswered. And now you might not even get into the playoffs. Because if the Browns win, you're out. Right. We're going to have a 10-win team miss the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah. That'll be the first time since 2008, you I think, with the, with, the with the Patriots. Yeah. You hate to see that. You hate to see it. Uh, Panthers over the Washington football team, 20-13. to 13. Carolina, Who wants to win the East? Carolina's <laughs> 200th win as a franchise. Dwayne Haskins benched and released after the game. Seriously, though, who wants to win the East? Because now it's a three-way race, right? And we'll get yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that. But Haskins, I feel weird about this because he'd only been in the league. This is only was his second season, and he kind of just flamed out. Um, he's put in a bad position to start. I feel I don't want to kick the guy while he's down. I don't. I, I I well, I do think going to the strip club. Without a mask, in a pandemic, bad decision. Whoa, breaking news. Whoa. Um, Greg Popovich tossed from the Spurs game, which means acting head coach Becky Harmon. Oh, the first female coach game, I'm assuming. First interim female head coach? Yeah, because I don't... call it for an injection? Yeah, I don't... I would say interim, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that might be the right term. Emergency coach, <laughs> right? I don't know. That's wow. Yeah, Pop yeah, still getting I getting heated in his age. That's kind of impressive. Oh, you, you love it. You, you love to see it. You love it. Not necessarily the point level. I, I now I have to look it up. What did he do? That's what I want to know. Oh, he just yelled at an official and told him he's, he does a trash job. Like Pop always does, but, you know, that's good. From there, uh, Seahawks over the Rams, 20-9. to Seahawks clinch the NFC West in in controlling fashion. The Rams have been so who? back and forth this yeah, who year. Who is this team? Who is this team? Because they look – They're a very, very L.A. team. Yeah, well, they yeah, they're going this the, the, the streak of wins, and they're looking great, and then they, they lose to the Jets, and then they lose to the Seahawks. And, you know, I made that joke about – who wants to win the NFC East? For a minute there, it was who wants to win the NFC West. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all in contention uh, for a bit. And I don't have a lot of confidence in Seattle. Um, I feel, come to think of it, you know, you mentioned this a few weeks ago. Uh, the NFC seems so wide open right now. And I think, yes. Does it, though? Well, I feel like you got, you, you've got, the Saints and the Packers, right? The two seeds, I think, are uh, you know the, the upper tier in the in the in the conference. But you still got you've got Tampa, you've got Seattle, you've got um, that's about it. Yeah, it's maybe not as wide open as I thought because who knows with the Rams? Who knows with Tampa? Right. And, and Tampa, I'd put them way above the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last two weeks, I think, is the, is really been a eye opening experience for. Both L.A. and Tampa, I think. Because mm-hmm. L.A., I, what happened? And, you know, like we were saying a few weeks ago, they look like the team from 2018, and you don't want to count them out, and then they, they play horribly the last few weeks. So I don't know. I really don't know what to make of the Rams. Congratulations, Seattle. You win the, the, the West. Pete Carroll's going to be in the playoffs, and Paul's going to complain about it. 
Yeah, because he's, he's a crappy coach. <laughs> I can't wait for primetime picks next weekend. Because it's going to be all the it's going to be the wild card games and it's going to be interesting. So. Right. All right. And Cowboys thirty seven, Eagles seventeen. Nine hundred ninety combined yards, most in the matchups' entire history. Paul Rubidoux. I'm about to blow your mind. Who wants to win <laughs> the East? Who wants to win the East? Because what if I told you that midway through the season, hmm. two and seven. Dallas Cowboys, the two and seven Dallas Cowboys, are going to be one game away from possibly being in the playoffs. Uh, if they win this weekend and Washington loses, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> if can you believe that twenty twenty? Just when you think it can't get any weirder, you have we get a heel reversal. <laughs> the biggest plot twist we've ever heard. Two and seven Dallas has a chance if they win and Washington loses. They will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. In Jerry World, would you? Which rather, is just a uh, frustrating would thing. Would you rather? Who would you rather have Tampa play? Oh, I think Tampa Bay is in a great position. I don't. I think I wouldn't have them play anybody else. I think it's perfect to be in the spot to play the but NFC you, East champion. Would you, I know, but who in the NFC East would you rather? Personally, play? I, I would. S- <sighs> it's hard to say. I don't think I'd want to play the Cowboys because the Cowboys. I've been on a run. They have a spark now. Yeah. Yeah. And now they have motivation of like, oh, wow, we might actually get in. Um, Washington can't figure out their quarterback situation. Who and, and the Giants have been on a skid. They had that three-game win streak, looked good, and then went on a skid again. Yep. I don't. I, I would say if, if I were Tampa, I would want to play Washington because I think there's a lot of turmoil there, losing to the Panthers and then the Haskins stuff. I think I'd want to play them, um, but then again, Alex Smith could be playing. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. That would be good. Well, let's go from there to oh, Sunday night was a mm. good one. Packers over for the you Titans, forty to fourteen in the frozen tundra. Devontae Adams, king of the NFL receiving core, eleven receptions, hundred and forty-two yards, three touchdowns. Did you see him with the crown on the sideline? I did not. Yes, they had he, a crown for him. I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it's how I, 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 yeah, and he's everything that Mike Thomas Thomas <laughs> Thomas wishes he was. And here's the crazy thing is that all of that was done in a snowstorm. Yeah. So it shows low visibility. It shows you this game shows you the importance to Green Bay of look at all of the other. I mean, not just this year, but every year. Look at the contenders that come out of the NFC. You have teams from L.A. Seattle right. is eh, but LA, Titans are from the south, you know. And well, the Saints are in a dome. The Bucks are from, from Florida. Florida. You got an LA team. Dallas plays in a dome. Maybe a team to from come up to Green Bay. The Vikings play in a dome. There is so it it is maybe even the Cardinals who are from Arizona, you know. So yeah, right. there's been an incredible advantage of playing in the frozen tundra. Where yeah. the only team that I can think of that has beat the Packers. At Lambeau in the playoffs in the past 12, 14 years is the Giants to, when they knocked off Brett Favre. And that was it. Yeah, and yeah, and that's a, you know, that's a troubling thing for me as a Buccaneers fan because you're totally right. That is a huge aspect of big difference the between Tampa and Green Bay in January. Exactly, and sixty degree difference. And it, you know, if if we have any sort of sample size, most of the time, not every time, obviously, but most of the time. 
the teams that play up north, the teams that play in colder weather, if they get a home playoff game, they're going to win. Yeah. That's just how it is. Football's yeah. a lot football's a hard sport. It's a lot harder when the when you're playing and the football is like a rock. Right. And every time you hit the turf, that's why Brady would deflate it's it. It's like landing on the ice, you know. Yeah, that's why Brady would, Hey, Brady spent 20 years in Massachusetts. I think he'll be fine. So let's jump from there to an AFC Northern Snowy playoff contender, the Bills, thirty-eight to nine. Years of frustration over the yeah, just pouring it out on the Patriots. Um, Josh Allen, thirty-four passing touchdowns this year, most in franchise history for the Bills. Yeah, just, would you rather have Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? I'd rather have Josh Allen. I think it's because of Allen's mobility. And his escapability, I think, yeah. It, it, and his doesn't-care ability. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it everyone. Did you see when uh, they were playing the Broncos and they had to score th- – they scored a touchdown three times because mm-hmm. they had been penalties. And he goes, how many times have we got to score? Like, <laughs> I'll keep doing it too. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got the moxie. You well, know? And it, he's cocky. He's got a beautiful bromance with Stephon Diggs because uh, I saw before the, the game, Diggs was talking to someone and he like, threw the football at him. And he's like, like, looked at him like, what are you doing? And then he's like, like making a fi- – like, <laughs> You can't really see his face because he had the mask, his mask on. But yeah, this this Bills team has a lot of swagger, and I it was interesting to watch them just assault the Patriots because they, this is twenty years of frustration. This is literally the reverse. The Patriots have been doing this for years to the Bills, just like they were doing it. Yeah, it just, was all Bills Patriots chalk up a W right, and and, for the, New and the Bills took that that blueprint. And said, "We're going to beat you with our defense. We've got a good quarterback. We've got a solid, pretty. We got Cole Beasley. We got Stephon Diggs. We're gonna, you know, we'll put the ball in the quarterback's hands, and our defense will dominate. And I don't know, man. I really do think the Bills are closing the gap pretty narrowly on on Kansas City. I think the Bills are a solid two seed, and uh, it'll be a big deal. They're also letting fans in the stands for their playoff game. Uh, this is the first time they've done it all season." So that's I I don't remember like six thousand fans I think this I mean you saw the people at the airport when they won the AFC East yeah it's a rabid fan base this is and good God if any franchise needs something like this it has got to be the Buffalo Bills four falls of Buffalo like I I don't know I think yeah that was rough to watch I think if there's anybody that's gonna beat Kansas City it's gonna be the Bills I I don't think there's anybody else in the AFC in my mind that's gonna beat Kansas City and I say look out we could. We could very easily see a Bills Super Bowl team. I think they could go on a run, and I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC. Uh, could be the Packers, could be the Saints, could be the Bucks. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm big on the Bills. I'm not counting the Chiefs out because it's still you know they get the fir- they get the buy. They're going to be the air- we're going to be an Arrowhead no matter what. I like the Bills. Well, we have one more week of NFL recap. After this, that's rough, man. Of the regular season, man, you hate when it's over. I, you know, you hate you hate to see it, but you do love to see it because I'm just happy we got a full season. They made, yeah, they figured it out. We, we did. We got a whole you season. Know, we did, and that's that's commendable. Applause yeah. all around. Let's let's jump from there to you know we were happy to see a full season. What did we hate to see this week? Let's start with the honorary one from Brandon. He sent this in via text. <laughs> Uh, Wisconsin, this is really funny. Wisconsin won a bowl game and broke the, the trophy. Sir, sir, the prestigious 
first edition of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Duke's Mayo. I, I've never even heard of the brand. Yeah, I've never heard of the brand. Apparently, it's real big in the South. It's one of it's one of those where it's like they put all their money into buying a bowl game, and that's their only advertising for the entire year. Like, what well, what does Gasparilla do? <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot of these bowls are bowls are played in the South. So you see more southern brands sponsoring it. That's and, true. Because Duke's Mayo is not a. Th- it's it's like you can get it where right. we live. The, the Tulsa Whataburger Bowl. Yeah, but it's hard <laughs> to find. Yeah, exactly. I made that up. Oh, that would be good one though. If Ooh, Tulsa yeah. wants to host a bowl game. The what? What a bowl game! And instead of fries. Oh my god! What a bowl game! Oh Bleep that down. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. Don't, Don't let anybody know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a million dollar idea. So yes, they won the Duke Mayo Bowl. Duke's Mayo Bowl. And their quarterback, dancing in the locker room, having a great time, drops the trophy and shatters it. It's like when uh, I think it was a, a it was either the World Cup or the Champions League, but there's a soccer team that won a very prestigious trophy and dropped it, and their um, parade bus ran over it. During oh my the, gosh! During the championship parade, wow! Yeah, look up that video because it 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 makes you want to cry. Yeah. But congrats to to Wisconsin for winning. But you hate to see. Congrats to Wisconsin for getting to play another game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going home empty-handed. You broke your trophy. Right. <laughs> they fixed it though. There was a. They posted a picture of it. <laughs> Somebody just duct taped the ma- a mayo bottle, a, du- a Duke's mayo bottle, on top oh of the stand. And like we fixed it. <laughs> and Duke's mayo probably hates that because it looks first janky. year your bowl game and they bust yeah. your trophy. A, a meme: the mayor from the Grinch. Oh, thank goodness we have a spare. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, they like grab bags were like just full of just mayo. tubs of mayo? <laughs> yeah. Iowa State's playing in the PlayStation yeah, Fiesta Bowl, PS and they get PS5s. You play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Here's some here's some white bread. Giant tub of mayo. <laughs> mayo. <laughs> here's some, what, you want lunch meat? We got, you can make a lot of cold cuts. I don't know, what else? Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you got, Jake? Uh, I, I didn't talk much about the Dolphins-Raiders game. Well, it was a great game to watch. It was fun. You hate to see it because, John Gruden, I know you listen. Big fan. Big fan of you, guy. Touchdowns will always be better than field goals, John. I don't know. Well, hold on. Hold on. I don't know how. What? I know. Strange concept. Six points is better than three points. Uh, I know it's crazy. But, but three plus three. Josh Jacobs carries the football late in the game. The Raiders have the ball. I think. I don't know how many timeouts Miami has at this time. But Josh Jacobs slides. At the two-yard line, short of the end zone, would have had a touchdown, slide so they could take more time off. I understand that. Smart play. In theory. But you also have to keep in mind this is the Raiders' defense. So then the Raiders kick a field goal to go up by two, 25-23, and then they proceed to let Fitz Magic do the no-look Hail Mary. Fitz money magic. Money and beat them 26 to 25 <laughs> because they didn't score a touchdown. You were watching him get a new contract <laughs> for next year, another one year, 5 and million. By the way, it was 22 to 23 at that point. You score, the worst thing that can happen is you miss the two-point conversion and they managed to somehow score a touchdown. But you didn't you took that off the field. They didn't need to score a touchdown. They just needed a field goal because you, for some reason, thought that killing clock and kicking a field goal was better than scoring a touchdown. Oh, 
You hate to see it. Y- you do. I'm. You know. I just. I just had a thought. You know. You know what? My God, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just. I wanted to look up his career. I. I just thought of something. Stats. As 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 he jumps into, I think he is on the cusp of top twenty earnings for quarterbacks in history, and I wanted to think, is this guy. Is this guy really a Harvard grad? And the answer is yes, Jake. Because listen listen to him. Big brain move. Since 2012, the past, I think, nine seasons, if my math is correct here, he has played for Miami, Tampa Bay, one season in New York, the Texans, and the Titans. Now, besides one season in New York, his... The contracts that he is signing are in tax-free states. <laughs> Tennessee, Texas, and Florida. He's worked in Florida twice. This guy has times, got it. Actually, this guy back. has got it figured out. It is unbelievable. I Dude, he went Hall of Fame he, as a brain. He literally went from Miami to Tampa to Tampa back to Miami. And and threw in some time with the Texans, threw in some time with the Titans. Let's keep it tax free, dude. Does Wyoming have a team? <laughs> How it checks out Dakota. They got a team. <laughs> what's, yeah, what's the tax? Bra- There's seven tax free states, and he's played in three of them. And I think they might be the oh only three that have NFL teams. Here's a story: uh, Jags get Trevor Lawrence, then they get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my god! He stays in Florida. That is the perfect combo. <laughs> Tell me, tell me that's not a great combo. I, that hair and that beard together, that's the best tag team in the NFL right there. Yeah. <laughs> and you see him coming out with the with a wig like he He's did when he was chained out. When he, yeah, when he was just like Deshaun. This is my son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. You hate to I love see how it. we've made him a bigger legend than he... He is. He should be a bigger legend. He should have a statue outside of the hall of they fame they need to name an award he needs a statue outside of harvard he needs the we need the ryan fitzpatrick journeyman of the decade award. no no the ryan fitzpatrick already signed your next year's <laughs> one year contract award for somebody who has an incredible performance it's literally like in the final month of the yeah, year he wins a game late in the season and poor, like he i mean i'm sure he got money from the chiefs too because uh while playing with Miami, he screwed over the the Patriots in yep. the last game of the season. Yep. Jeez, like he's getting paid. He's a mercenary. He's getting he paid is, from he everybody. He's a mercenary. It's Ryan Fitz Magic. Harvard. <laughs> Harvard just, brain. Just say Harvard, man. Is this, do they even have a football field? Where would his statue go? How do we get in contact with him? Because I would I'm, love to oh, interview, dude. That would the be show. the peak of my podcasting career was interviewing Ryan Fitz Magic. When did you realize? That you're, you had a, you you just needed to focus on two games a year to get next year's contract. When did you realize that your job, with with the with the lack of expertise, when did you decide you to go to tax yeah, how do free we, states? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, explain the the move here to continually go to tax free states. To he play is the best thief in the history of uh, uh, of anything. Let's let's find him on the earnings list. We got we got time, it. We're getting right? derailed. We got the, all right. My you hate to see. We'll it. Ra- we'll f- we'll put a boat. That'll be I, the how we close the show. As I multitask here, um. <laughs> My you hate to see it. The Cleveland Browns. You hate to see it. We're we're I love I love any chance I get to bring up the 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 Baker Mayfield (laughs) cycle of failure, (laughs) which we are now at stage four. 
of five. He had you though, because you were believing after he that. Had me. He after did. that Ravens he game, got me for a week. He even got me. I'm the biggest Baker hater. They lost that game, but you're like, wow, they're still impressive in that loss. I don't know. And this guy, he, oh my God, Fitzpatrick wants his nickname to actually be the Amish rifle. <laughs> the Amish rifle. We're making T-shirts. Okay. <laughs> I need that. I need that T-shirt <laughs> with just the chain. <laughs> like a silhouette of his beard. Yeah, with his beard and the glasses and the aviators. Uh, but Cleveland, you're a, you got a ten-win team, an incredible running game, and you and you have receivers out. A very talented team. I, I get that you had four receivers out, but run the dang ball. It's a one-win team. I don't understand how you found a way to consistently be on your heels the entire game while knowing this is to a, to a successful franchise in a position that Cleveland is in successful franchises. know this is week one of the playoffs for us. If we're, you're in a 10 win position, like right now, like the and Packers, you have to win to get exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. The Packers have had years where the playoffs start week 16. You have to win the last two to get in. Yeah. And th- you know, even, and even Bruce Arians said that they this year. did not play this game with playoff intensity. You hate to see it. Immaturity. He coughed it up. The franchise. Baker's coughed it up three times in that game, three times. And one of them gave the Jets a field goal because it was 20 to 16 and they still had an opportunity to go down the field. Uh, Did you see my tweet about that game before it kicked off on Sunday morning? I got the news about the Browns receivers, yeah. and I tweeted, David Joku, lock to, for a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look, and it's like 20-3. to three. I was yeah. like, well, I guess I don't feel as bad if they can't win a touchdown. You hate to see it. Funny you say that. Because fraud of the week. Fraud. Baker Mayfield. Because you can't – and look, look, we just said it. I was believing in Baker. I was believing – I even text – and maybe I jinxed them. I think this is my bad. But I jinxed my buddy – I think you did. My, Der- my buddy Derek, who's a Browns fan, I'm like, can you believe that in 2020 both our teams are going to be in the playoffs? He's like, it's a great feeling. I feel like I jinxed this team. But the fraud of the week has to be Baker Mayfield because I get it, Baker. You don't have a receiving core. But it's like Paul just said – hand the ball off it's a super easy thing to do you have one of the best running games in the league with a dual-headed monster and but you put the ball on the turf three times you constantly put your team in that situation and it is really a cycle it really is and i don't know what to do with you baker i don't know fraud rough dude rough you stop looking up fitz magic pat it's facts um, Oh my gosh! I'm looking at um. He's made fifty one million dollars as an NFL quarterback, and now I'm With trying like to twenty find, teams. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm trying to find where that ranks as this loads. You know, Drew Brees has made the most money on field only of any quarterback. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, because I mean Brady. He's, con- he's consistently got big contracts. Because Brady's always taking pay cuts when he was right. In the it used to be Manning, um, and Roethlisberger's number two. But when you think about it, Roethlisberger doesn't get deals off the field, you know, with his past and everything. All right. What what are you nah, done? I'm still I'm still trying to <laughs> still Give me a, fr- a fraud of the week, stuff. Paul. Fraud of the week, my my love for <laughs> the Amish rifle. For the Amish rifle. I my, my fraud of the week, Jake, I you've been using this team 
for your semi-valid argument on the unfairness of college football. Oh. And I just, we always say it's hard to beat a team twice. Mm-hmm. And it showed again this week. But for all the arguments that they should be ranked higher, they deserve this, they deserve that. Oh, my gosh. The Chanticleers, oh. frauds, losing to Liberty, a team they'd already beat. Oh, as the Sooners just keep 41-13 right Gators. now. Third quarter. Rough. But you're coming at the Chanticleers. You're coming at you're coming at the boys from Conway, South Carolina. They they beat Liberty already this year. Can't lock it down to to show how dominant you should be in a year like this. Come on. They're playing against the best team in Virginia, all right? <laughs> the Liberty I don't even know their name. I, Liber, what is it? Liberty Flames. Flames? Yeah. Right, the Flame right. of Liberty. Eagles. Come on, guys. It was the easiest name you could have given. Liberty University Eagles. Or the Bells. I don't know. Yeah, I hate that the University of South Alabama is like the Panthers. USA? Yeah, yeah. They, sh- they should be something. But you're, you're going to tell me the boys from the Fun Belt. The boys with the teal field. No, the Fun Belt, dude, was Liberty this year. With Liberty. that Virginia Tech win was yeah. incredible. But you're... Oh. Come on. Come on. Just because they lose, they lost in overtime on a missed field goal, man. They were in that game. It was 37 34. You're going to call them a fraud? Yes, fraudulent. Fraudulent because it's it was nut up or shut up. You want to be in the playoffs, got to win these games. Yeah, they won 11 games. Can't, can't even win a prove it game against your own conference. Fraud. Well, that's not very same place. Fa- same place Iowa State deserves. For saying for people saying, oh, are they going to be the dark horse team? Are they going to upset things? Nah, can't beat a team twice. Whatever, man. They did the same thing. I, I'm a fun belt guy. All right, from there, you know what else is fraud? Trying to bet on NFL Week 17 when half the players are out. It's even worse when you're trying to play fantasy football for a championship, Paul. <laughs> I'm still salty about it. I would have won last week. Everybody is in the same boat in the league, okay? Everybody, it's almost it's almost like we're not all in the same league. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You know, it's time for the Fab Five. <laughs> the Fab Five is fraudulent this week because it's hard to bet on... Yeah, on the AFC or well, on the on NFL Week Seventeen. But let me give you some some locks. Here's some locks, okay? Drew I, locks. I love. Uh, speaking of Drew Lock, let's start there. <laughs> Broncos plus two versus the Raiders. Raiders going to Mile High. Who wants to end their season on a better note? The promising, slightly electric, slightly static Broncos or the Raiders? They can't figure out how to win a game without a Hail Mary. Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to go 8-8 eight and eight in this one, buddy. I, 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 like, I, I would take the Broncos. I like the Broncos, plus two. Another lock for this week. Washington, minus one and a half at the Eagles. I like the Washington football team to win that game and clinch the division. But on the other side of it, playing at the exact same time, Dallas, minus one and a half at the Giants. Cowboys scored 37 last week. Look for them to beat the Giants by two this week. Now, some other three other bets. I'm giving you five plus one because it's weird. It's week 17. Some other ones that I like. Rams want to bounce back. They're going to want to end on a, on a strong note because this is a team that did not play up to their talent level this year. Rams plus three versus the Cardinals. I like the Rams plus three to beat the Cardinals in a game of who underperformed more this year. Huh. <laughs> 
Keeping it in the West, Seahawks minus six at the 49ers. Seahawks and Saints are going to play hard here because they both have a chance to move around in the NFC playoff picture. So I like the Seahawks minus six. They're going to beat the 49ers by a touchdown. Final one, it's Aaron Rodgers in Soldier Field making the city of Chicago cry. <laughs> Tears of blubber once again. Packers minus five at Chicago ending the Bears season. Lock it up. Wow. I think that uh, I was talking to uh, Tyler about that, about how the pettiness, the beauty of having divisional games in week 17 isn't just playoff, uh, you know, potential between the two teams or, you know, it could be everybody hates everybody could be a championship. But yeah, the Packers would love nothing more than to just completely ruin the Bears playoff hopes. I was listening to Pardon My Take earlier this week and probably my favorite sports podcaster is Dan Katz. (laughs) <laughs> the big cat and he as a chicago diehard he was saying he was mid talking himself into the bears are going to beat the packers and make the playoffs until the math was explained to him how the packers are actually going to play to make sure that they get the number right one seed. yeah and the despair that every chicago fan should feel Just hello knowing, darkness my old friend yeah this aaron Rodgers. Cobb, touchdown Cobb, that will live in their hearts forever as their almost Super Bowl chance when the Packers beat them in 2011 in the NFC Championship. And then let's 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 fast forward to the season premiere of the NFL <laughs> two three seasons ago, where Aaron exits the first half, comes back, dominates, and wins the game all in the second half. Money. I can't tell if he loves dominating Chicago or Minnesota more, but he mm. loves personally destroying those two units. And I love it. So Packers minus five in Chicago. Come on. Yeah. Well, it's time for some primetime picks. Now, we weren't here last week, but we did make our uh, predictions. Uh, interesting situation here because Paul and Tyler both picked the Vikings on Christmas Day. Brandon and I both rough. picked the Saints. Rough. Paul, you had a rough week. You yeah, did. I did. Uh, so to follow that up, I was with the Broncos we we too, stayed in the last week. <laughs> it's true, we stayed in the north uh, with the t- the Titans Packers game. Tyler was the only one to take the Titans. Uh, Brandon, t- <laughs> myself, and Paul all took the Packers. We all took the Bills. That was pretty chalk. But here's where it got interesting. Paul took the Browns, believed in them as his wild card pick, and then had the Broncos upsetting. The Chargers. You went against Herbert. I did. You went against our boy. I did. So I, 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 I actually, I went against Anthony Lynn. Is is the mindset? Is the thinking? True. True. And I understand that. It's yeah, very that, interesting. Okay, that makes sense. And then I followed that up by picking. I thought the Colts were going to be my wild card. I expected, or no, it's flipped. I had the Bears being my lock because they were playing the Jaguars. That's an easy pick. And then I thought the Colts were going to upset the Steelers, and that did not happen. Because, honestly, the Steelers have been playing garbage and leading into that game. I thought that was a solid pick. Not happening. Brandon, on the other hand, he took the Chiefs in his lock. and Ooh, sweated that one. And had the Rams in his upset. So he lost on that one. So I went 4-1. and one. Brandon went 4-1. Uh, Tyler went 2-3. Two two and three. He had the Chiefs and the Colts. You know, Usually we don't agree on doing the same picks, but it's COVID year. We accept it. So, currently, the standings are Paul and myself are tied at 50 and 30 apiece. Oh, man. Brandon is right behind me at, or right behind us at 48 and 32. 
And Tyler bringing up the rear at 43 and 37. So now we only have four picks this week, but it's uh, four picks next week as well, right? Because there's two wild card games now instead of yep. or four wild card games now instead of two. Yep. So it's tightening up. We're getting close. We'll, we will definitely crown our champion after the. Uh, do we do it after the NFC Championship there's or six picks next week? There's three per conference next week because there's only one. Right. There's normally two per conference. Right. And then we'll we'll decide. I don't know. Should we take it all the way to the Super Bowl or should we? See what happens. Run it. Let's run it let's, through let's the championship games to see where it through is. Through the championship see round. See where All it's right. at. So, Paul, that being said, we've only had two primetime picks and then upset and wild card. There's no Thursday night or Friday night That's game. That's right. That's right. So what we did, there's actually only one primetime game, but there's a noon game with some heavy implications that I threw on here as our other pick instead of a primetime matchup. Steelers-Browns at noon Sunday. I like the Steelers. They're not playing. They're playing Mason Rudolph. I, d- I do know that. And you're going to stick with them yes. without Big Ben? They're bouncing back. Yeah, they showed that they can win without Ben last year. And this is this is the Mason Garrett, Mason, <laughs> Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett revenge game. Keep in mind, same Mason Rudolph guy last year. They got crushed. So, I mean think about it but you know what? i'm not gonna talk you out of it you're taking the steelers I like the steelers brandon and i moxie this week brandon and i we are taking the browns Take i em. know i know i trashed on baker that but i like his chances against a mason rudolph now if big ben had been playing i might have taken the steelers but given that it's mason rudolph i can't trust him so i'm taking the browns <laughs> take them all you want I don't Washington, know if I can trust Baker, to be honest. You already heard me talk about the Washington football team beating the Eagles by one and a half. You know. Jake, what do you know? I think that while most people thought that Dwayne Haskins was a cancer to the team and they made a jokes that Rivera beat cancer twice, I think... Whoa! Whoa, dude. Somebody said that. Never online. heard that until you said that. I don't think Dwayne Haskins was that bad, but um, I I think that turmoil means something, and I think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will beat the Washington Football Team, meaning that the A- NFC East will be decided between the Giants and the Cowboys. Whoa. And if you're the Buccaneers, you're just kicking back because you're like, I doesn't matter who I play. It'll be very interesting nonetheless. But I'll get to that a little bit later. Well, no, we won't because the show's pretty much over. <laughs> I hate playoff seeding in the NFL because sometimes you get a possible 6-10 and 10 Giants team with a home playoff game versus a, fi- a, a possible 11-5 and five it's Tampa so Bay. It's so interesting that this is coming from the guy that says we should give an automatic bid to every college football conference winner. Paul, so you're saying? Oh, what's your wild card? So you're saying automatic division winners should not be a thing? I think they should. But the Chanticleer should have been in the playoffs. <laughs> I think they should be. No, I think division winners should get in automatically. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying they could reseed. I feel like. But. So you're talking how the the NBA used to have it where the top three seeds were the top division winners no matter what. And so sometimes the team with the better record was fourth and fifth. Mm, something they like that. got rid of that. Yeah. So you can be your division winner and be sixth. I don't know. Which is what you're saying. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. You're saying the Cowboys should be the seventh seed in the playoffs no matter <laughs> yeah, what. Yeah. 
I hear your point. They there. should get in, right? Let's, let's, I, go I, to, I, let's go to some wild. Cards. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not against having division. I think division winners should be in, no matter what. Even if you are six and ten. Let me Giants. let me hear Brandon's wild card. Uh, Brandon's wild card is. Uh, let me pull it up here from the loud sports group chat. He has got the Giants as his wild card. Whoa. He thinks that the New York Whoa. football Giants are going to be... Uh, no, actually... That goes against the Fab Five. No, he doesn't, actually, because he has Washington. So Washington will win the division, according to him. But Giants, why do we keep picking NFC East teams late know. this season? Here's the deal, Jake. I asked you what Brandon's is because I assume he'd have the Packers. And then in that case, I was going to take Dallas. Over Ooh. the Giants, which is in the Fab Five, so you know I like it. But we're rolling with more of a lock than Dallas to me. Packers at ch- wow. at Chicago, lock it up, green and gold. If we're playing to win, we're we're playing. Playing to, to win, win playing to ruin your rivals' playoff hopes. Is what is, what is better, losing in the first round of the playoffs or not making the playoffs and beating a rival so they don't make the playoffs. Ooh, spoiling a team season. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes playing the spoiler yeah. is, is is icky good. <laughs> Feels just dirty good. Uh, so I like the Packers go pack go. Jake, your wild card. Oh, did it did it. As I was looking up the the spreads. Breaking news. The Indianapolis Colts won't share scores of playoff rivals. During their must-win game in Week 17. What? So they're not going to show the scoreboard uh, while they're playing. I guess this is this is a team that put up a division championship banner. So, uh, yeah, got to say Tom Brady's Twitter game on the Colts is amazing. Hey, chill. <laughs> I'm gonna take. Um, hmm. I think it's a game of pride, and I think that Minnesota. Is gonna w- it wants to end the season on a high note, and they're gonna be playing a very depleted Detroit team. I'm gonna take the Vikings. As well, well, they're they're also the spiritual pick for this week because we didn't talk about it. But Dalvin Cook's father passed away suddenly, and he will not be playing in this game. Oh wow! Yeah, like just today. The Lions are still pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so the Vikings are playing with emotion. Let's jump to upsets. My upset, I'm taking the Rams plus three. Whoa. We were just trashing the Rams. Against the Cardinals. Sticking with the Fab Five. You really, you don't believe in the Cardinals, do you? I don't. I didn't all year. Why? Maybe for like two weeks. After they beat, after they beat the Seahawks, I believed them for two weeks, and then they started losing again. Uh, does that mean, you know, they're... Like I said, they're that team that's just one year away. Not quite there yet. But uh, for Brandon, as I'm looking for mine, Brandon's upset the Ravens, which I think the Ravens would have been a lock, right, if I'm looking at this correctly. But he said the Ravens. Who are they playing? They are playing the Bengals, I believe. Yeah. Because uh, the, the Steelers and the Browns are playing each other, so they're playing the Bengals. I could have had that flipped. But either way, he has the Ravens, which uh, makes sense. They've been on a roll. They've been winning football games. Yeah, it's Ravens minus 13, and so his upset is the Giants. Yeah, it's flip-flopped. All righty. Uh, so now it's down to me. I'm looking at these games. You know, you look at... Take the Broncos. <sighs> Broncos plus two. Broncos? Am I just going to rip off your Fab Five for that? Over the Raiders? Raiders are bad. But so are the Broncos. That's a toughie. Um, 
Eagles are plus one. I wish I could have taken that bet. Um, I'm going to say, wow, the Chiefs and Chargers don't have a line? That's weird. You don't have one? No, look, yeah, there's I no line. I bet I got one for DraftKings. Well, it's probably because they're playing Chad Henney for the Chiefs. So. Oh, yeah, I think it was actually Chiefs. It's Chiefs plus three and a half. Oh, now Chargers are favored. Do I dare take the upset with Chad Henney? Who do hasn't it. played a game since 2014. Do it. Do it. Do it. Best uh, team in the league. I think that my upset is going to be the Bengals over the Ravens. I think the Bengals are going to upset the Ravens. I'm going to go weird with it. Here we go. Bengals over the Ravens. Boom. Whoa. Big money for a big loss. <laughs> I think the reason I'm going with the Bengals, they've been playing really well. I think they've got a lot of inspiration. While the Ravens have been playing very well, and they've won four straight games, I just think that the Chiefs, or the Chiefs, goodness, I looked at my notes. (laughs) I think that the Bengals are going to do what we just said. They are going to be the spoiler, and they're going to be petty, and they're going to beat contract for next year, right? And they're going to beat their rival Baltimore and say, you know what, you guys. You guys don't deserve it this year. We're taking it from you. Spoiler. And then that will backdoor the Browns into the playoffs. There you go. Picks. Sports. We did it. We did it all. Not not the longest episode. (laughs) Only an hour and a half. Well, we will be back to full strength next week to recap Iowa State's bowl game, talk to you about the college football semifinals, the final week of the NFL season. We'll have a playoff bracket to break down some NFC East to trash. We will be trashing Colts and or Browns. We'll let you know. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Expect a lot of Philip Rivers and or Baker Mayfield trash. Yes, until you find that, you can find us on Twitter at Loud Sports Pod on Facebook, Loud Sports Podcast. Uh, you can get our merch. He runs fast. Loud Sports. Look out soon for the Amish rifle. The Amish rifle. You know, honestly, let's let's talk to him about licensing his face. <laughs> I mean, we could just make a generic beard, I guess. But that no, but the the whole point of a silhouette is not j- being generic, like SVP's logo. Well, now you've said it out loud, so now I'm thinking about it. Now he's gonna know. <laughs> I know we're losing. We're, we're losing money. We're losing rights by the word <laughs> right now. All right, but you know where to find us because you're already listening, and we appreciate it. Jake Ooh. Williams here with me. I'm Paul Rubidoux on the Loud Sports Podcast. Ooh.